Okay. Jake's back. Thumbs up. Let's do this. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 12. Put a fork in it. It's done. I just learned that phrase. Game Week 13. Way off in the future, we have another brutal international break. It's even made worse by the fact that number one had a rough game week and number two jake's back boo boo that's all the people booing you jake how are you doing well i like to be encouraged by the booze it makes me get more excited so yeah it makes you like it, it fuels you yeah it fuels me i'm definitely one of those players so you've never heard put a fork in it yeah i had not heard that i just recently learned it wow I don't know what to say. Well, I don't think there's much to say. It's it's a weird. Are those? Is that an idiom? Is that what that's called? Yeah, I th- I think so. But I feel like everyone's heard that. I guess not. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know you use a fork to check like if food is done. That's stupid. Have you ever cooked like a steak before? It's not how you cook a fucking steak. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I don't know. Put a fork in the game week though. It was rough. Um, we didn't have you here last week. What were you doing? Uh, I was at a conference for work. I didn't bring my mic. Um, kind of forgot. And then just time, you know, time traveling makes it hard. So yeah, the whole FPL time travel life that you live is pretty rough. Yeah. I honestly thought about bringing the mic one day and was like, Oh, I bet I'll, I bet I'll get frisked if I do it. Ended up getting frisked anyways in the airport. (laughs) Didn't matter. How did that go for you? It went terribly. It was really embarrassing. Uh, my wife just laughed the whole time and filmed it. So I feel like getting frisked, like that would have been a reason I would have brought the mic. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm bringing this mic. This is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad not a bad way to think about it. I guess. Yeah. Plus side is now after getting frisked like that, that's like that's the most you've been touched like in years. Yeah, definitely. So it's good. Good for you. Okay. Well, uh, people were were sad mad elated lots of emotion that you were gone last week yeah lots of Um, mixed emotions yeah tons of hashtag fuck jakes on twitter um which at first i was like yeah everyone hates jake but then i realized that it's actually because people people were were betrayed that you were gone i think that uh i think that you know you're really the star of the show jake you really are well, it sounds like a lot of people don't want me to be here, though. So yeah, you're right. Everybody fucking hates you. Nobody, nobody really cares. But uh, but yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people reached out. Uh, we're pretty happy that you're gone. So I feel like the trajectory for this pod can only go up now. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Two point. Oh, oh. Uh, thinks that you're in PSL rehab. So that's kind of funny. Uh. Gautam, I think that's how you say it now, Gautam. Uh, great job going solo, he said to me. Not like Jake ever added real substance to the pot anyway. One day we are going to have to see this cow fisting picture, which pops up on your phone when he calls. Hashtag Jake sucks balls. Hashtag all stats matter. Hashtag believe in your picks. That's true, and you call. Um, FPL Alan Atore, who's who's wrote in before, great job, who needs that dog killer? Oh, that's dark. Oh, that is that is harsh. I try to save them, actually, but whatever. You are. You're a dog saver, except for when you kill them. Uh, okay, so a couple things I wanted to talk about for this game week. We have a, a few, three big topics that I thought we'd hit the pod off of this week. And the first one uh, is about your significant other and FPL. So not super FPL specific, but just about life in general. Um, FPL Patty does this kind of funny thing on Twitter. He calls it um, Patty's wife. And then he has like different episodes. Right now he's on episode six. And it's just like a quick little uh, tidbit. And I just think it's funny. So he tweeted this. uh, Sitting down, in quotation, sitting down, feeling fine. His wife. Okay, you be the wife. You be the wife. I'll be FPL Patty. Go ahead, read it. Uh, You okay? You don't look well. Jake, read it like a girl. Be a girl. Be a woman. Uh, you okay? It doesn't look like you look well. Uh, I'm suddenly feeling extremely ill. I think I've got the flu. Oh, uh, well, stay home tomorrow. I'll go on my own. Yeah, yeah, I can do. And then at the bottom he goes, I had no knowledge of where I was supposed to be going tomorrow. 
<laughs> he tweeted that out on Friday. So clearly uh, his his goal was FPL. And then I thought FPL Jim tweeted something really funny too. He said, sometimes you just need a second opinion to help you out. Uh, all right, you be the wife again. I show the screenshot to the wife. So he shows the screenshot of his team. Yeah. And he says, uh, do I make this move? Uh, what, are, what are you on about? Do I move Aguero to Sterling? Matt, do you do what you want? I don't give a shit. <laughs> pretty hilarious yeah i i got confused there because i was like wait why is fpl jim's name matt but whatever yeah you're confused i don't i actually don't know why his name is fpl jim either um, i'm sure there's a reason behind it i think it has to do with his picture and you know the british am i right exactly uh okay so um i guess that just brings us to one of like kind of the the bigger fpl topics and we're going into this international break we have two weeks here for some of us it's absolute like terror having to experience in all this time off i know personally like i hate it when my weekends don't have fpl but there is such thing as fpl life balance even though hashtag fpl is life um and i i do think that sometimes it is good to be able to step away from the game especially to like maybe refresh some of your thoughts and like get some some clear vision on on what's going on do you personally jake like like the time off or or do you wish that like no international breaks. No international breaks. Um, <laughs> I like plan my week more and more around it. Like I, it's like my time. My wife's not up because it's early here in California. So I get to wake up. I get to make myself coffee. I get to make myself breakfast and sit down, watch games um, and just kind of think, think about my life and make my plans for the day and the week. So yeah. Yeah, I will say I do like that. That it is kind of I like what you said, like kind of like a my time, you know? Like uh, nothing for me honestly is better than like this morning. I had to work like a crazy shift and I actually got back at 6 a.m. here, which was the start of the Liverpool game, and like I made a really nice cup of coffee and just sat here by the window as it was snowing outside and like just enjoyed the game. And and it I don't know, it is really relaxing, but but I do think there's something to be said for being able to step away from the game for a little bit like I've been staring at my team for like, I don't know, five hours this afternoon. And it doesn't matter how much I look at it. I really do need to like take a step back, really wait till the end of the international break anyways, before I make moves and really think about what I might want to do in a, in a week or so. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, my wife, when she got up today, could see I was visibly upset and was like, oh, great. Another bad weekend since you're having a bad FPL week. And I was like, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a rough week last weekend. This week. I'm trying not to like let it affect how I operate as an adult human being. That doesn't always happen, but uh, but I'm trying trying to to be better about that. Yeah, I tried to be better about it too. So I I think I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a balance. I, but I yeah. I enjoy it. So okay, so just in terms of like planning and and that that balance, um, Ross Kenny wrote in and he said, "How many weeks do you plan a player?" to keep backslash play when making transfers. So basically like when you bring a guy in, um, like how far out are you looking in terms of fixtures? Do you have like a, like a set number or does it depend on the player? Yeah. Good, good question. I think that I'm still a a newbie at this game or a, a new player. And I'm finally starting to get into my mojo. Um, that being said, I took a minus 80 and have put a lot of our <laughs> big, like, top 10 characteristics that we talked about at the beginning of the season to have a successful season, and I threw them away, which is hurting me. Um, but I think I think 10 weeks, 8 to 10 weeks is what we should be looking at. Um, the game's a little bit different now with two wild cards, but... I think in the beginning, you maybe don't look that far out, maybe like five game weeks at least, and yeah. then you consider using that first wild card if you need to, or you plan to kind of. Um, but in the second half of the season, like I don't know about you, but I'm trying to hold off to my wild card till, you know, we have cup games and there's like double game weeks. So really, you if you don't use that wild card, early you know you you still only have one for the significant portion of the season yeah i so personally i i look at about like five game week chunks with players but always in the back of my mind i'm 
I'm trying to bring in players that I think are going to be long-term picks on my team. And it's interesting you said that we did do a preseason pod, like 10 tips for FPL success. And one of the things we said was, don't take, really, you shouldn't be taking too many punts on the season. Most of the players that you bring in, the focus should be year-round. So like, when I bring this guy in, do I, if I had to have him until game week 38, would that work for my team? And I think that's a question that in the last three game weeks I have not asked myself, and it has really bit me. Um, now I'm swimming with like one or two players that I really need to get out of my team, uh, and now I'm going to waste transfers on those guys, and I'm not exactly sure how to do it. So in terms of fixtures, I'm looking at about five game weeks when I'm picking guys, but I'm thinking in my head, if I had to hold them till the end of the year, could I? Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it because injuries and suspensions always make things even harder on yourself so yeah um okay fpl i think it was stato uh tweeted idea for a tweak to the fpl rules allow up to three transfers to accrue rather than the current two fpl hq might like this as it would allow neglectful managers a little more of a springboard back into the game if they've not made transfers for a while jake what do you think about adding like allowing i know this is completely hypothetical but what do you think about allowing for like another transfer to be accrued Mm, i'm indifferent I guess I would lean more toward no, um, because it is one of the things I like more about FPL compared to like other fantasy games. Um, it requires long-term planning, which I fail at, but I mean, it would make the game more interesting and it would definitely cause higher points, which, you know, us Americans, that's what we love. So that's all Americans love is points. Yeah. So Add a four-point shot. Add a three-point shot. Get the ball into the end zone, make it six points, and yeah, then have another doesn't... point just afterwards. <laughs> Outrageous combinations of points. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about it? I mean, my first thought was, my, my initial thought was, um, of course, yeah, it's a great idea. Like, why why do they restrict the the number of transfers that can accrue and at first i thought for sure three sounds great do it three four five six i don't care let them build up but it's it it comes back to the integrity of the game and what what you had said and that is that it it um it forces you to make long-term plans so uh if you don't make a transfer when you bank the transfers now you have two built up if you don't make a transfer you don't gain any advantage so um you know you have to kind of have a plan in in place to ensure that um, you're, you're optimizing the number of moves that you make on the season, um, so so I actually think I think three could be an interesting twist on the game, but but I um, I don't think allowing any more could be a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, those are kind of our our thoughts, uh, kind of some bigger subjects for the game week. Um, let's get into what the game week actually looked like for us. Um, do you want to go through your team first? I'll read off some averages. So the average for the game week was, was 48 points. Um, the top one K average was 58 points. So 10 above the overall average. Uh, where did you land in that? Uh, not good. Um, I had 50 points, which doesn't sound terrible, but I don't think that's counted in my minus eight uh, double Ooh. hit that I took yet. So <laughs> Another hit. More hits for Jake. Yeah, it was bad. I, I feel like I've been... A, I, I don't want to talk more about my team. Basically, three returns. Captain Sala, who was my best player. Well, I take that back. Trent Alexander-Arnold was my best player. Um then Sala and then Frazier were the only people who returned for me. But I feel like I've gone on this roller coaster where at the beginning of the season, I was high on Man City attack. I had a midfielder, Aguero, and Mendy. Um, and then I like decided to go in this shift of going more defensive for Man City and not having any attackers, and then going more attackers for Liverpool. And I think back to myself, I'm like, why'd I do that? And I think I was, I, I pressured myself because I fell behind in our league. Like, I'm in last place now. Um, I, I fell behind just a lot in points with the minus 80 mistake. And I just have been trying to make it up very quickly. And it, it, this game just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So I just got to slow down and, 
you know, like you said, bring guys in that I'm going to keep for the rest of the year or um, like really have a plan set in place and not try too many differentials and punts. Yeah, I talked a little bit about that last week on the pod that I had to do myself. You son of a bitch. (laughs) And uh, I I talked a little bit about like in terms of strategy, like teams that are built to tick along – in terms of points versus teams that have potential to be really explosive. And uh, yeah, I think I, th- I really think for this game, if you want long-term success, then you need a team that ticks along um, because the volatility of the explosiveness and, and the risks that you need to take in order to get those players in, um, it's such a fragile like infrastructure to, to your team. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I'm just trying to make, use big words so that I sound really smart. No, it makes sense. I just feel like what I've done is I've been chasing my tail a lot. Like, I'll I'll switch guys. Like, I had Sané, and he did really well for a few game weeks when I when I took him out right away. And, like, yeah. now I brought in Sterling. That that was the main point of the, the minus eight. Um, and then Sterling does nothing this game, and it's not really, like, his... I mean, it is his fault. He should have gotten a return for me. I'm paying like over 11 mil for him, but those are bound to happen. It's just like, when do you pick that game week? I mean, like I, I was pretty like, you know, our bud Jim was like, are you kidding? You're bringing him in against Man United. It's like, well, they scored three goals against Man United. It's not like it was bad. It just, this week sterling wasn't part of the returns which is why it hurts more like if i would have done it last week it would have looked brilliant so right you just try to avoid them in general because you're not going to make that like hail mary or or big big connection that frequently that's the problem so yeah i'm with you uh okay so i'll just hit my team really quick i ended on 52 so Red arrows all around. Again, I dropped another like 3,000 places. So I'm at around 11,000 now, which really sucks. Um, Alonzo returned, did really well. Um, basically like the best player in the game, probably. Uh, Rabo returned again, which is nice. Um, Sala captain, and that was all the returns that I had on my team. Everybody else had two points, except for Hazard, who had three. Um, so yeah, pretty rough. I mean... I was really disappointed because I had that Wolves double clean going um, till the very end, and we'll talk a little bit about that city clean in a little bit. Uh, so all in all, I don't really know what I'm doing going forward. Uh, teams in not a bad place. It's just things are not necessarily like rolling the way I had thought. So yeah, I don't know. That's it. Yeah, disappointing. Let's move on. Yeah, it is. So um, let me just hit the league dive leaderboard really quickly. Just going to hit names. A uh, couple, handful of new people. So 10th, uh, Andrew Bladen. 9th, Michael Lomonaco. 8th, Neil Curra. 7, Arnie Marius Haugen. 6, uh, Kamran Syed. 5, James Richards. 4, Jordan Pierce. 3, Fripe uh, Pearson. 2nd, John Eric Torsteinston. And first, Matt Frisky, the Kyoto kid, still up there. Tweeted a picture. I think he was at the Derby uh, today. Um, good for him. That's that must have been a cool atmosphere to to be a part of. Yeah, good choice there. Yeah, smart move. Good job. Uh, okay, game week. Let's talk about game week twelve specifically a little bit. Uh, we don't have like a ton of topics. Um, there weren't very many like big performances. So maybe that's more like the theme of this game week a lack of of big performances there really were no i don't think there were there, can you think of anybody that was like a big standout performer not really right no i think you you have them on our list to talk about the one guy that yeah. came to mind a little bit the the silvas to me but i mean even then it wasn't like a huge game week for either of them not like substantial yeah well we can just start with with city then in that match i mean um, you know, I, I, I threw Bernardo Silva on here. He had two assists and I, I know that he hasn't had a lot of returns lately at the beginning of the season. Uh, I was really on him and I thought I got nervous because I, I thought, okay, when KDB comes back, he'll for sure be the one that gets bumped. 
Um, he's played, and I know Katie B has been out a lot. Uh, then he came back for just a couple games, and then he was out again. But he's played all but 34 minutes. He started every game but one, and he played um, 34 minutes in that game with three goals and three assists. Um, he's looked pretty dangerous. He's been a good pit. He's he's been a good player for them. You know, I just I was kind of just wondering. I'm just shooting this out out loud. I haven't really thought about it, but at 7.5. Like, is he a player that you consider to get into that city attack? Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't considering him. I was looking at a lot of other players, which we'll talk about um, to come. But after watching his performance today, I was like, he's someone I need to at least have on that list. Uh, Just because City are so good. I mean, like, Man United aren't good this year, but they're not bad. But, But to give up three goals and probably could have given up more or man city could have scored more however you want to think about it they're just they're too they're so much better than every other team in the epl that you need two of their attackers on your team on your team so yeah the whole the the issue is that you know we were talking about this a couple game weeks ago we were like yeah you you can't pick two city attackers because of the rotation and so we said, why don't you get in on the defense? And like the easy two picks were Laporte and Mendy because they've started like every game they've been fit. The the we would have looked like geniuses if Ederson went to fucked us the last two game weeks. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I still think that's a viable way to go, but I'm more I'm like I've like flip flopped so much this season, but I'm more on the path of just trying to go to Liverpool guys um two liverpool defenders maybe Mm -hmm. even three and then just go more man city attack at least two maybe even three and just just say to hell with the rotation if i have two midfielders and like aguero so what if they rotate i mean if i have a deep team and everyone plays I'm going to reap more benefits when those guys just go off and score five goals a game, which they're going to keep doing Like I don't care if there's too many fixtures in December, they're still going to do that against the, the bad yeah. teams and even some of the good teams. Yeah. So. They're, they're, they are absolutely, they're buzzing. I mean, Pep even said it like after the match, he said, we, we've really started to find rhythm. Now we're scoring goals. We're moving the ball really well. And they're starting to look like the team that set all the records last year again. And so, yeah, I mean, you got to find ways into that team. Um, you know, Mendy's clearly not getting as forward. He's a similar situation to Alonzo, right? Like Alonzo was forward, 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 all, all four, first, first four game weeks, right, of, of mm. the season. And now Mendy was like that. Now he's dialed it back too. Um, you know, but, but Mendy, I think, is still a decent pick um, just because I think like, like Alonzo this week, um, he will pick his times to get forward, and he and he will have games when he's an, an attacking offensive threat. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, every single game week. And and I think that brings us into Alonzo. In this last game, he did get a bit more forward, and he had like two or three decent little chances. Yeah, if he would have put those in, my game week would have been completely ruined as I got rid of him. But I'm like already really regretting that move. I I just think that if you paid low money for him you might as well just keep him because Chelsea they're not the best defensive team but with his ability to get forward and on free kicks he just can hit some fantastic volleys he hit the far post and almost you know probably a few inches from getting I mean what did he have he had eight points so he would have had like I mean here we go simple math I don't know he would have got the triple bonus and add on the points for the goal there and he could have had even another goal. It's you just need him in the team. And six I, plus four plus two plus three. I just regret getting. That's rid what of it him. is, Jake. So. That's what the number is. It's six plus four plus two plus three. Can you do it? Sure. Fifteen. God sure. damn 15. it! Simple Whatever. math. It's a lot. It would have been a lot. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's well. And the other thing that's disappointing to me, it wasn't so much the getting rid of Alonzo but it's just like I had Hazard and he didn't really do that much this game no he was so quiet yeah um one thing a thought came to mind like what do you think sorry smells like oh my gosh oh like cigarettes like a lot like from very far away yeah I I love it that he just chews on those cigarette butts the whole game 
I don't know. He he looks like like uh, all the like Italian family friends that so my that my Italian grandparents have. Like he's just like glasses and like dark sagging skin and just smells of smoke all the time. I love it. Yeah, he's a little scary too. Yeah, I, I think scary is a good way to think about it. So he could like be my grandpa. <laughs> Do you want him to be your grandpa? Kind of. Do you yeah, think you I mean, would have like made it into the EPL if he would have been your grandpa? <laughs> have you have you, uh, have you ever seen the Family Guy clip where where uh, Peter throws the carton of cigarettes at uh, Chris and and makes him smoke the whole thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that clip. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like that would be sorry to me. Yeah, but then he'd also make you run like drills afterward. <laughs> vomit so much, it'd be terrible. Uh, the guy's he's a hero. Uh, yeah, has just really non-existent. And then the Barkley situation. I mean, a lot of people got on board, myself included, kind of chasing points. That was a big no-no at the beginning of the season in our, our preseason rules that I did not follow. And he he doesn't start, comes on like in the 80, 81st, 82nd minute and just was bad. I I felt, I mean, I try not to feel bad for footballers, but like I almost felt a little sad for him, you know, going against Everton. He just so badly wanted to perform. And he was trash. I just, well, I, maybe, like, he should play for them. Why, why could they not score against Everton? I mean, they had their chances, don't get me wrong, but they were at home. Everton is not that good of a defensive team, and I know Pickford made some good saves, but maybe, like, they should consider playing Barkley a little bit more, because their offense looked better with him on the field, even without Hazard, so. That's true. I wouldn't get rid of him right now, like, just, like, maybe hold on to him. I know that's hard, but. Yeah. See what the next next week or two holds. Yeah, exactly. They play Fulham soon, so we'll see. Yeah, Smash City. It's like you in college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know about that. But talking of uh, not Smash City, pool, two goals. <laughs> talking of not Smash City. Yeah. That, 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 that could have been the, the uh, title of your college porno that you filmed. <laughs> That, not smash city it's that, just you like by yourself with your computer a bottle of lotion and a hand towel uh that's more like my fpl team is not smash city. <laughs> <laughs> maybe wait, i'll change my name wait a second are you jerking off to your fpl team i'm confused no <laughs> i mean i just like having sadio mane hazard sterling and salah this game week i was set to fly and they did yeah. absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> i was more excited about frazier's game than any of those four players like come yeah. on so yeah come on you am i right no <sighs> okay you're confused um all right well that's i mean do you have anything else you want to talk about for the game week or should we take a little break and then get into some questions well, let's just get into questions i don't want to talk anymore about this game week Okay, fuck it, stay tuned. Welcome back. We are ready to take some questions here. Um, we didn't get a ton of questions this week because I kind of like, we kind of last second like decided to pod Sunday night. Normally we don't do it till Monday, but we, we figured we both have time. And rather than let Jake fuck us all off like he normally does, uh, we thought we'd get into it right away. So, We've got uh, maybe six or eight questions that people uh, sent in. Um, if you had questions and you didn't get a chance to send them in, we're going to do another pod after the international break, um, kind of previewing game week 13 uh, more specifically, and and we'll take um, questions. I'll open it up really early on Twitter, or you can send us an email. Um, you can send it through our, our website, uh, divefpl.com. Okay, Jake, questions. So our boy... Kind of the same, like normal crew here. A couple kind of newer people um, that don't normally write in as often, but we're going to start with a, a tried and true FPL. Sexy. I'm going to start saying it like that. Looking forward, would you get rid of Sala? Uh, can have, I think he's saying for his team, can have Mane, Sterling, and Kuhn that way. Is having Sala in our teams good or not going forward? I think a lot of good managers with foresight may get rid for Mane plus the three mil. And then get two pool defenders. That could be the way to go. Uh, it's an interesting question. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, you watched this game. This that game was too early for me. It was at four a.m. and I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, I saw the highlights. 
it's hard because he scores, but he costs so much more than what a typical FPL player does that even when he gets a goal, it doesn't feel like I'm winning anymore um, because I could have a 6.0 midfielder that's going to do that every other game as well. The hard thing is I don't know if I really like Mane, but then you're, you don't have any player in the Liverpool attack that consistently scores if you go without both of them, which is a little bit scary. I'm interested in seeing if Shakiri's going to play more for them because he's just so much more clinical than both of those guys right now. Um, but... Yes, I'm leading in toward getting rid of Salah in the next few game weeks. So yeah, you you actually you, you took the words kind of right out of my mouth. If if Shaq can work his way into that side, I think that he's actually would be a better option than Mane. Mane's just it's hard to watch Mane play. That's my issue. Uh, he's essentially Lukaku with uh that that's actually athletic. So he has the touch of a donkey. Uh, but he gets away with it because he's so quick and so fast. Uh, but but it's like it's infuriating to watch him play. He's a ball killer. Uh, he misses simple passes. He just l- quite literally dribbles right into defenders and loses the ball. Yeah, it looks like um, me on pro clubs, and it's just I don't want that kind of player <laughs> on my team. So yeah, it so it's hard to watch him play. the The, the issue kind of comes back to I think this idea. Like I think a lot of good managers with the foresight may may get rid for Mane and three million so i guess that's the thing that you have to consider is like how much how much damage can that extra three million do and quite frankly with with richarlison with potentially we talked about bernardo silva martial has been on fire like these guys in this kind of like mid-range that three million is a ton yeah no i agree it's just like do you even need money though because it comes back to like what if i just went with like dilva what if I just went with David, who's now scored two goals back-to-back games? Like, he's 8.5 million. Right. Maybe you can't do that because you have three City players, but then, like, I don't know. Like, would you even consider going... Like, I guess I'm just, like, really put off by the pool attack. Like, if they go against Fulham and can score... I mean, Arsenal, who have been not playing the best of late in the last few games. They put up one goal against Wolves that was kind of a lucky goal. Um, and I, it, to com- I know it's hard to compare game week to game week, but they were at home. And then when Wolves were at home against Spurs, Spurs put in three goals. Um, and then you have like Man City putting up a ton of points. I, I just don't, pool just don't, seem to be clicking and i don't think that anyone should pay 10 million for a player on a team that's not clicking we talk about like not paying for obama yang on arsenal at that price so yeah that's true i just don't know if money really covers you so yeah we're we're totally i will say this Uh, liverpool have not been terrible by any means this year that they've become a much more professional football team. This is EPL talk, not FPL talk. They've become a much more professional football team. They, they've they really learned to, to kill out games um, in that when, when they get up like two goals, last year they used to try to put, you know, the knife to the throat. And, you know, they would smell blood and try to get three, four, five. They were really pushing the envelope. Uh, but now this year it's completely different. When they get up two goals, they just go into game kill mode. I mean, they just, they dink the ball around the back. They keep it for long periods of time. It's a, it's a smart way to play. It's a important, probably evolution for Klopp and that team, but it's not good for FPL assets. And so, I mean, it kind of takes us into like some other questions that I think we're, we should just get, like, I'm just going to read them off. And we can kind of talk about them. So FPL Patty says, Hazard, Mane, Salah, Sterling, which one is the best not to have? Um, Alan A underscore FPL says Salah versus Sterling. Who's the better option? Um, so I think we should just kind of hit those big names. Like, let's start with Pat- Patty's part there. Which of those players, Hazard, Mane, Salah, Sterling, which one is the best not to have? Yeah, I'm still in the mindset that Mane is the worst of the four, but it's hard with Salah's price. Yeah. So, but. I just, Mane, to me, he scored six goals. I think he still has zero assists. He does get more bonus points for some unknown 
reason to me. Um, but I think he's way over exceeding his goal potential. Like he has yeah. an offsides goal. Um, his XG is below four and he has six yeah. goals. I just, and their, their fixtures get tougher. They play like away at Watford, which isn't necessarily easy away at um, Bournemouth. And then he may get rotated. So yeah. I really want to get Mane out of my team first, because I know even though Salah costs a lot of money, he had a breakaway today that got saved, and then he had another breakaway that he scored. I would rather have that on my team because I know if I captain him, I'm going to get returns. Okay, so Salah or Sterling make an argument for one or the other. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should take this one too so we get your opinion a little bit, but I would go Sterling probably. Yeah, I completely agree. I, so for me, like if you look at the advanced stats, Salah actually beats Sterling out in XG by quite a bit. So expected, he's at 7.8, uh, and Sterling's only at about 5. Um, Sterling edges Salah by a small amount in the expected assists. For me, it comes back to what we just said, and it's that eye test. Like, Klopp has clearly changed the way that Liverpool are going to play this year. They're, they're going to play deeper. They're going to press less. Um, when they get up, they're going to kill more games out. Uh, City and Pep are doing what they did last year, and they're really starting to fire in the last few game weeks here, where when they get up on teams, they just continue to push it. I mean, they bury teams. Um, and it, both ways are fine to play, but from an FPL perspective, uh, you know, you want those city assets. So I would definitely be favoring Sterling. The only thing that I'm just going to say on this, the last thing on this topic, and then we can kind of move on to some, some not as big names in the FPL world, uh, is Hazard. So we've seen this the last two seasons where Hazard have, has had these blips where he like, he scores an absurd amount of goals and has a bunch of assists. Like from an FPL perspective, he just blows up. And then all of a sudden, like really quickly, he goes, he'll go like five or six game weeks and then he just completely shuts off and he'll be out for five or six or seven game weeks. Then he might explode for a couple, like two or three, then he's out. And look on FPL Twitter, on Slack channels, anywhere where people talk about um, FPL and you can find entire threads of people talking about like, Oh, I brought Hazard in. Now he hasn't scored for six game weeks after he scored for five in a row. So just something to like keep an eye on. I, I don't know if there's a way to read that form or predict. I don't even know if it's like fixtures based or not, but just something to keep an eye on with him. What are you, what are you doing over there, Jake? So my cat was causing problems. Um, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I was still listening. Everything that that's a concern about hazard but it's just like they don't seem to have too many other goal scorers or goal creators um we're like i feel like if you have him and you know chelsea have to score to win games just like any other oh. team but yeah i was gonna say do you have to is that well, a, is that an aspect of the game yeah but i guess now? i just don't is that a new yeah, I just don't see anyone else doing it for them. So I feel like Chelsea are going to stay in the top three or four through for the rest of the season, right? Like most people would argue they're going to finish top four. Yeah. Someone's going to have to score goals for them. I think he's going to find a way to do it. And we said he was kind of absent, but he still did have some half decent chances in this game that he just didn't put away. Let's give him a little bit more time. I mean, he did come off of a significant injury, so... Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not saying drop hazard. I'm yeah. just saying like that's a history that he has. Um no, for sure. I mean, for those that don't like stats, you have to score goals to win the game. Yeah, that's don't for worry. the non-stat team. Or don't worry. Yeah. The stat numbers associated with goals are very simple, often single digits. <laughs> so that's good. Um by the way, our boy Bobby Love also asked about Salah, saying very similar to what FPL Sexy did. Um, you know, is it is it Salah exit? I can dramatically improve my team elsewhere with that money. So honestly, like the answer to that right now is um, we need to do more research about it. And we'll talk about it on next week's pod. I think that like this is an interesting time in the season to consider a move like that. Um, 
the question does become kind of what Jake was saying. Uh, who do you go to if you drop Salah? Um, and I don't know if Mane is like the right move or not. We gotta we gotta look into that. Can we can we look into that for next week? Yeah, I think we should. But I also don't think we should be dropping them because like right now because they have Watford's not the easiest away game, but we don't know what Watford's going to show up. And then they have home Everton and away Burnley. I'm at least yeah. holding Sala or Mane or both until that time. You know, okay. so. I think that's right. three game weeks at least. Don't yeah. be too rash about it. So yeah, well, either way, like you're gonna need a plan. You're not gonna just like, all right, Salah out. All right, now I'm bringing in Mane. We're good to go. Like you really need to have a way to divest those funds that you've made off of Salah. So you know, whenever you decide to do this, I would say you need to have a, a two transfers banked. And you need to kind of have like a two or three week game plan for what that's going to look like. Yeah. So, okay. Um, let's get into some other questions. Talk about some other people. Um, okay. Alan, uh, a also asked Madison replacements for, uh, Oh, well this was for game week 12. Uh, he must've asked it before we potted, but, um, of Anderson, Richarlison, Shaq, Marshall, Barkley, or others. So, who so Madison of course picked up this injury going into twelve. A lot of managers flopped him out for other people. Um, the big picks were the ones that he listed: Anderson, Richarlison, Shaq, Martial, Barkley. Um, I think those are probably the main five. Um, so you, let's just talk about this then. So because Felipe Anderson's in there and, and some other players. So two point ah, uh, who are the most important differential players uh, that players in the top ten k have at the moment? Uh, one from defense, one from mid, and one from forward. So one of the players that you put down was um, Felipe Anderson um, as one of those players currently owned by 5.1% overall in the game. Uh, I don't have the top 10K percentage, but it's higher. I know I, I recently read it um, that it's higher in the top 10K. Um, I mean, you've, you've kind of been been into him. You've been talking to me about him a lot, sending me some some hot picks of him and yeah when i wasn't uh, there to pot i was just sending you hot picks of felipe i mean i'm a big fan he looked it's funny because he it's funny because the the pot i missed i if i was a manager i had already had arnie on my team i would not have wanted to bring in arnie at that point watching that game um he looked just off the boil to me, and I know he came up with a goal and assist against Burnley, but Burnley are shit, um, and his goal was shit, and his assist was shit. Uh, I like Fel- when you say bad words on the pod; it's funny. <laughs> well, it just he he looks injured. He's he yeah, wasn't he's running around, and yeah. he was also like half the time behind like four or five guys in in the attacking third. That's concerning for Felipe Anderson in itself, but if I'm going to go with a player from West Ham and they have the best run of fixtures over the next like 8 to 10 game weeks that any other EPL team has, it's like all green after they play Man City this week, Felipe would be the one I would go with. Um, I also still like Martial in this group, but I think you hit the nail on the head last pod where it's like, He's a little bit riskier because he just, for those of you who do like stats, his stats just don't support what he's doing right now, but he definitely passes the eye test. The concern is what happens when Lukaku's back. I'm not 100% sure, and I think no one can really answer that fully, but. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. I mean, we talked a little bit about that with Martial um, last week's pod and the pod before that. Unfortunately, um, it's a situation where his stats aren't necessarily supporting like the output, and yet he's continuing to get the output. So you have to figure that there's some sort of regression at some point, but um, it's hard to explain that to people. Um, and and the, the reality of it is, like football in general is is a short blip in a statistical timeline. So. You know, like a run, a player can outperform their statistics, uh, expected statistics for like, you know, six, eight game weeks. And that's not completely unreasonable for that to happen. 
Yeah, I, but I still... Man United also have a good run of fixtures, so I do think those are your two best shouts. Shakiri yeah. is the most interesting of the three. Richarlison, I think he's very fixture-dependent. Like, at home, yeah, yes, sure. start him away, like, against Chelsea today. It's harder. But you're you're getting what you pay for in that 6.5 to yeah. 7 mil range. Like, yeah. it's... You're not necessarily going to start Richarlison every game, which I mean, you may start him, but you're not going to expect huge returns every game, is what I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, last last question's a defense question, and I just extended it a little bit. So, uh, Ida Main or Ida Mine, I'm not sure. Uh, wrote in: Is Mendy looking like a miss at this point, and moving is is moving to Robertson uh, a better idea? So. There has been a little chatter online about, like, is Mendy worth the price based off of his statistics and based off of his returns? Um, We've already talked a little bit about, like, City's ability to get clean sheets. They have a total of seven on the year, or I believe seven, six. Uh, Mendy only has five because he was hurt for a couple games. Um, But what I did was I pulled up a little table of kind of the top, six defenders right now or like uh, not just defenders like wingbacks the players that are kind of offering attacking and defensive returns um in epl so i pulled up uh rabo mendy taa alonzo uh, trippier and doherty um so i thought we could just kind of like compare them quickly and i'm just going to hit off like a few of the the maybe the stats that you would be interested in with these types of players. So of those six players, um, TAA, uh, Alonzo and Doherty are the top are the three players in terms of shots. Um, Alonzo averages 1.75 shots per 90, Doherty 1.63 and TAA uh, 1.3. Now on the bottom end of that is uh, Trippier uh, at 0.3, um, Rabo at 0.55 and Mendy at 0.67. So it's kind of what we expect. The guys that are taking um, and involved in, more free kicks like TAA and Alonzo are getting more shots per 90 because they're able to unleash a shot every once in a while on goal. Um, Doherty is, is really just pretty far up into the attack, basically playing a winger. Um, and guys like Rabo, Mendy, and Trippier are really a little bit more traditional in that they're staying a little bit wider and they're not standing over free kicks as much. Uh, just a couple other quick stats. I won't go through everything, but... Um, Key passes per 90 uh, is in that group is led by Trippier at 1.88, and that's because, again, he's on free kicks. Now, Mendy and Rabo compare really closely here. 1.36 for Rabo, 1.33 for Mendy. Uh, so coming in very even on those stats. XG and XA, also very close for both of those players. Uh, but expected goals, Alonso is leading that with two, and expected assists, Trippier is leading that with, almost, with an XG of almost three. Um, I'll post this little um, little table on our Twitter just for people to look at. Um, you know, the other thing, of course, to consider is the clean sheets. But I think that if you're going with Chelsea, City, or Liverpool, you are going to get roughly 16 clean sheets on the year, which is pretty solid returns. Yeah, I, I'm. I think that they're pretty equal, and I think the stats show it. So, kind of just depends more like what else do you have to do with your team? If I was hard-pressed to pick one or the other, I I think I would actually lean toward a healthy Mendy because I think Robbo's going to be rotated a little bit more. Um, But both these teams are going to make it probably... I guess we we don't know for sure for Liverpool, but they're right now in position to make it to the uh, knockout round for Champions League. So... It, that totally changes things, right? Like yeah. when Champions League, yeah. I mean, we'll talk a lot more about that when it it kind of gets closer to the end of the group stage. We have a couple more weeks for that, but um, but once we get there, it's like it, it really can influence your picks, uh, because you know it's gonna it's gonna greatly decide who rotates in and out of teams. Yeah, but I think down the road, I think these guys are gonna end with pretty similar points at yeah. the end of the season. So Yeah, so I think it, it, it to answer Ida Mine's question, um, you know, it, it is a issue of team structure. So maybe you want because you're probably gonna have three players of both of these teams or two of one and three of the other or two and two. 
you know, it just kind of comes down to team structure. They cost very similarly, so you can kind of fit both of them in. Um, you know, I personally think that City will probably finish on one or two more clean sheets, but yeah, I don't know if, if that's if Ederson stops true. being an know, asshole, a, a dumbass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and taking people right. out in the box are fun. So yeah, it's outrageous. He can go fuck off. Really, I yeah. mean, we, I would have looked like a genius if he went to done that the last two game weeks, but said I look like an idiot. Story of my life. Yeah. So I'm so sad. Uh yeah. Let's end the pod. Let's be done. Where uh where can people follow us, Jake? Quick, read it quick. Uh on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, the art of the dive, and then at our website, divefpl.com. Who knows? Maybe we'll even put up that picture of the fisting cow. Facebook as well um, and where can they listen to us iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Podbean, Player FM I'm nervous that we're going to have a lot of like creepy sex crazed cow obsessed fetish weirdos on our website now yeah whatever we we get the hits, we get the hits you know? <laughs> traffic is traffic, doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> however you get it uh, alright cool Uh, Let's wrap this thing up. We will be back next week. Um, We'll probably shoot for like Monday or Tuesday. So I'll open up for questions like over the the weekend. And then once the internationals kind of get close dropping up or are wrapped up, we'll get another pot out previewing game week 13. Deal, Jake? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. So if we win, then we'll be above yeah. what we started with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how gambling works. Yeah, exactly. We just double each time. Next time it'll <laughs> double, be twenty. <laughs> double it. Double it. <laughs> double it. Double it. Yeah. And okay. then we're we're at like six thousand. We'll be like, oh god, we can't double it again, can we? <laughs> Weren't you the one in Vegas that was like, you wanted to go play roulette and do that? That is a strategy. You take the chip. You put it all on black. Then you just double it. You double down on red. Then you double down on black. <laughs> it's a strategy. Next thing you know, you have a million dollars and you run Vegas for the whole night. So many hookers. So, so many escorts. Let's go. What a night. I actually, so he's going to be gone for like 10 days in December. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, maybe I'll just go to Vegas. What else am I by yourself? Do? You'll just go to Vegas by yourself? Nah, I'm not going to, but I literally that, don't know what to do for 10 days, so. I don't know, just like have a normal life? That's a sad existence if you're going to Vegas by yourself. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was trying to get, like, my friends from back home to go, but they can't, so. Yeah, I'm not going again. It's not... I, yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, now that we have all this shit audio, let's get started. Here we go. Two minutes. <laughs>